Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday's Penny for September the 5th, 2022. This is Labor Day weekend, so like a lot of people, I'm thinking about work and jobs and what we do for a paycheck, what we do in order to keep our society running. Now, part of this was sparked by my friend Eric Hokey's blog at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary about Labor Day as a sign of Sabbath and how the Jewish and Christian tradition of Sabbath really was a way of equalizing society. It was a way of putting people on the same footing because if you never get a day off, you're a slave or a tool. You're used by somebody else for somebody else. Having that that day off for everyone is a way of, of leveling that playing field, reminding us that we are all humans uh, together. So Eric, uh, E-R-I-K, does a good job of uh, blogging about that at, at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary's site. Uh, you might want to check that out. If I can figure out how to do it, I will add a link to the liner notes in this show. As I was thinking through what Eric was saying, though, I started digging in a little bit more on this time of year and my work. Because I'm in a setting in higher education in which people are constantly asking the question, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do for my career? So I've got so many new students, like every university, uh, college, tech school across the country, We've got so many traditional students that are coming to us 18, 19 years old and saying, this is what I think I want. And for a lot of them, that's going to change. Uh, Some of them are going to get into their classes and say, whoa, 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 really thought that I wanted to be an athletic trainer, but chemistry. Or hang on just a second. I wanted to be a teacher but that means I've got to deal with kids? Uh, I don't know. And it happens pretty quickly. Almost from the moment that they set foot on campus, a lot of students will say, I thought I was going to do this, but now I'm not so sure anymore. And so for about three semesters, their first three semesters of college, I really don't put much stock in what someone says they're going to do. And after three semesters, Students really kind of have to make some decisions, say, okay, this is the path I'm going to pursue. But this time of year also brings out some of those anxieties in the ones that are closer to the finish line. You get to students who are seniors that are saying, oh, this is real now. What am I going to do? Do I want to follow through with the plan that I've had all this time? Or do I really want something different out of life? Do I really want something different out of the thing I'm going to do next? It's a lot of pressure. And being in this this stew causes me to think about these questions as other people go through them and also as I go through them and as other friends my age and older and younger try to figure out what we're going to be when we grow up, if we ever grow up. So with those thoughts in mind, that's uh, what this week's penny is about. What is my work? So I'll let the penny speak for itself, but I'm hoping to get uh, some of the folks in my orbit 
to help me a little bit with some conversations coming forward about what their work is and how that looks. So be looking for some bonus episodes. I don't know when we'll get around to a court recording them and setting them out there, but as soon as I can get around to it, I'll do um, that as well. So I hope you are well. I hope you are having a good holiday, or if you are listening to this later, that you had a good holiday that you remembered that you are human and that you remembered that you are not just what you do for a paycheck. And with that in mind, here's this week's penny. What is my work? It's September again, so what should I do with my life? I think about this question more than most people, I'm sure. Those of us in higher education, at least those of us worthy of the field, are constantly trying to help young adults find their way in the world. This time of year, we welcome a new crop of freshman students, wide-eyed and uncertain in the face of their looming adulthood. They want to be teachers and lawyers and medical professionals and a thousand other things. 60% of them will change their mind within the next 18 months. So goes the battle. A smaller number of their older peers will go through their own occupational crises this fall. As graduation creeps closer, they will begin to question their choices in major fields. They begin asking, is this really what I want to do with my life? I have to help them work through those questions, exploring whether it is better to change course now or complete their degree in their current field before pursuing something else. There's no easy answer, I tell them. But there are multiple right answers, and nobody can choose the path except the person on it. Offering such helpful perspective is my job, but it's not my life. Truth be told, I don't have things nearly so together as the 20-year-olds in my care would assume. True, I have a job that I, mostly, love, which provides me with a livable income and a chance to do some tangible good in the world. But I want to do so many other things before I die. Publishing a novel, shameless plug for Earth, available for download beginning October 11th, is on the list as is running a bed and breakfast or some other such hospitality endeavor. I've timed out of playing professional baseball, and my body never cooperated to begin with. Still, I would love to be the beer man at a minor league baseball park. Or maybe a park ranger. Or a librarian. Or a theater operator. My head is a noisy place. You can probably tell. But I'm not alone in my occupational ADHD. I know dozens of people thinking about switching careers. One told me this morning that his current plan is to be a school bus driver. Four hours a day, but you also get benefits, he said. And you get to play an important role in these kids' lives. Get them to and from school safely. Look out for them along the way. What's not to love about that? What indeed? The cliches tell us that such thinking comes with certain stages of life. Young adulthood, when we are setting the course for our professional lives. And middle age, when we feel trapped by the consequences of those choices. But I think it's more than that. 
Judging by a couple of decades of personal observation, I'd guess that most people are constantly inquiring about the nature of their lives. What am I doing here? What should I be doing? How do I know if I'm successful? Does any of it matter? These are questions that can keep your therapist gainfully employed indefinitely, but perhaps they aren't the most helpful to ask. Lately, I've been looking at vocational uncertainty through a more practical lens. Namely, what is my work? Framing it this way turns down the volume on the big questions of meaning and contribution to the larger human project. I don't have to discover my calling or fulfill my purpose or, apologies to Parker Palmer, let my life speak. I simply have to identify the task before me and do it. A pile of rocks needs moving? Then move the rocks. A friend needs encouraging? Encourage the friend. A diaper needs changing? Well, hopefully not that. I've done my time on that front. But if it comes down to it, I suppose the work is the work. Asking what is my work also adds a personal pronoun, my, as in that which belongs to me. It's not hard to see that the world has plenty of needs, and also not hard to feel like I am implicated in all of them. To a point, maybe I am. But not every needed task is my work. I only have that which is in my power to do, that which is within my reach. Frederick Buechner taught that vocation resides where our deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. If God wanted more than that, God should have equipped us to run on 20 minutes of sleep and maybe given us one of Tolkien's magic rings. Since a Hobbit-esque intervention seems unlikely these days, the best I can do is discern what my work is and then get busy doing it. Public perception thinks of ministry as preaching and visiting hospitals and throwing around pithy quotes. I've done all those things. But I've also had to repair a vacuum with a ballpoint pen, seal a roof, teach guitar lessons, construct set pieces for musicals, ride a bicycle for a thousand miles, build a fire so a friend would have someplace warm and comforting where he could cry. You'll never convince me those things don't represent God's work just as much as any Bible study I've ever led. I am fortunate enough that most of the meaningful work I do lines up with what I get paid for, but not always. In any event, my best work is often improvised. I see tasks before me and match them with tools available to me. More often than you might think, that turns out to be enough.